Miles took a deep, steadying breath. I'm fine, thank you. Myrtle peered closer at Miles. You're not fine. You're looking rather green, Miles. This observation made Miles even greener. I've merely lost my sea legs a little, said Miles coldly. I'll be fine soon, I'm sure. Myrtle hooted. You! You said you were an old salt. The water is just like bath water out there, you know. It's not even choppy at all. The word choppy made Miles appear even more nauseated. It's only like bath water if the bath in question contains a hyperactive Great Dane, he muttered. Red seemed sympathetic. Well, whatever is behind it, it's miserable. And even old salts can get seasickness. Fortunately, I think Mama came prepared to treat most of the ship for it. Mama, you should run and get him something. Myrtle gave Red an indignant look. I'm eating my supper. I'll be happy to help Miles, but the timing isn't perfect right now. I'll be done in a few minutes. At that moment, a very sharp-eyed old woman with dyed red hair and clutching a cane leaned over their table very close to Myrtle, which startled her. What's wrong with him? she asked perceptively, pointing a bony finger at Miles. Seasick? Miles looked very unhappy that his condition might be obvious to passers-by. He's got a touch of it, yes, said Myrtle to the old woman crossly. I'll give him something for it, but I was going to finish my supper first, she added in an indignant voice to Red. You could always go to my room and pick it up. I'll give you the key card. Red raised his eyebrows. I'd never dream of rifling through your stuff, Mama. I can't figure out your organizational system for packing. I know there's a method to your madness, but if I tried searching for something, I'd mess it all up. The old woman had dropped her large purse on the table with a clunk and was now methodically searching it. Finally, she pulled out a rather tired-looking acupressure wristband. Here, she barked at Miles, who was looking increasingly unhappy. Put this on. Obediently, Miles slid the wristband over his wrist and gave the woman a tight smile. You've got it on wrong, said the old woman, sounding agitated. Put the white pressure point over your wrist. Miles flushed and finally adjusted the band to the old woman's liking. She gave a sniff and then abruptly said, I'm Celeste. Realizing she'd segued into an introduction, Red, Miles, and Myrtle introduced themselves. Miles asked politely, are you traveling with anyone? I'm here with my worthless family, said Celeste darkly. Husband, son, and daughter. And I've also got my niece, who takes care of me and a friend. Large group, said Red. Is there a special occasion? No special occasion. My family are leeches, absolute leeches. I planned a trip to Alaska and they had to come along. Worthless, said the old woman, eyes burning. Myrtle noticed the old woman didn't appear to have the money to foot the bill for that many people to go on an Alaskan cruise. She wore polyester pants that swung on her bony frame. She wore a long-sleeved shirt that hung on her. Her dyed hair was unkempt and looked as though it had never met a comb. She had sensible shoes on that seemed to be at least a decade old. That's because Myrtle was fairly certain she had owned a pair just like them. But appearances could be deceiving. Do you play bridge? asked Celeste sharply.
swinging her head around so that she was right in Myrtle's face. Myrtle swallowed the last bit of smoked salmon. Of course, isn't it mandatory that everyone our age plays bridge? The old woman peered at her through narrowed eyes for a moment before giving a hooting laugh. That's funny. You'll be all right to hang out with, and you can meet my friend, Bettina. She's a card. We'll have a good time, said the woman in a preemptory voice. She abruptly left, saying over her shoulder, Meet us in the parlor area of the ship, near the piano bar, uh, tomorrow afternoon.